Welcome to the Party with Lance podcast. Starting the party in three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Party with Lance podcast. It's me, Lance, back. Thank you. Uh, as always, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who has listened, and if you uh, like the podcast and you feel inclined, if you would like to rate or review it on iTunes, that would be super rad. Thank you so much. Uh, also, I am on all the social media things, as always, at Party with Lance. So I post a good chunk of my shows there and some other content from time to time, so that's where that is, at Party with Lance. Uh, coming up, shows. I will be this Sunday at the... Uh, January 19th at the Grizzly Pear Comedy Club down uh, on McDougal Street. I'll be doing a half hour of comedy with my buddy Pete Burdett. They have a, a headliner series there, and I will be doing that uh, where we each do a half hour. So that, that'll be cool. So if, you wanna, if you're in New York and you want to check that out, uh, that would be really neat. Because what's cool about that is you rarely get to do uh, that much time in New York City. At most New York City comedy clubs, you end up doing... You know, anywhere, a five-minute set, an eight-minute set, a 10-minute set, a 12-minute set, a 15-minute set, perhaps 20, depending on where you're at. So the chance to get to do a half-hour comedy in Manhattan, in New York City, is pretty, uh, it's not that, it doesn't happen that often. So if you're a New York City person and you would like to see a longer set, or if you want to come in from Jersey or Connecticut or Pennsylvania, I don't know. Uh, half-hour on Sunday I will be doing uh, with Pete Burdett at the Grizzly Pear Comedy Club, January 19th. So that'll be cool. The weather was very nice this past weekend in New York City. Uh, it was like in the 60s, which was crazy. Uh, did I take advantage of that weather? Um, not really. Not really. I just wasn't really in the mood to go out that much. I don't know. Uh, I, sometimes, and you know, sometimes it almost feels like more forced trying to go, it feels forced like trying to go out in that weather when you're not really up for it. You know, you're not, you're just not into it at the moment. So, I actually did not take that much advantage of it. Uh, I got, I went out a little bit, but for the most part, uh, I just did my thing inside and uh, worked on my computer and uh, did some house errands and whatnot. So yeah, I didn't. Really, I, I mean, I took advantage at nighttime um, a little bit, uh, but the actual sunshine of the of the good weather, I didn't really take advantage of it because I, I just felt I wasn't in the mood and it felt a little. Yeah, I don't know. So I hope people got out there. I hope they enjoyed it. Yeah, I just didn't really. Which brings me to a little bit about the weather. I was thinking about, I forgot about this. Sometimes you wonder like what you would do if you weren't doing your current career. Like if I weren't a stand-up comedian or an actor, writer, whatever, all these things, producer of some content, uh, different things, uh, what would I do? And, and I forgot about this, but I took some, uh, speaking of the weather, I took some weather classes in college. I took, uh, my first year of college, I took like weather 101 or whatever, just to learn about stuff. And then I took a seminar. You had to take a seminar my freshman year. Uh, and I took a, a seminar called Atmospheric Hazards, which was where we did basically like tornadoes, earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis, mudslides, uh, droughts, you know, whatever. Uh, and, I, and I gave a presentation on hurricanes. You had to give a present. You had to like pick one and then give up, like learn about one and give a presentation on, on it. And I chose hurricanes. Because where I'm from in South Georgia, uh, we uh, South Georgia on the coast, um, my town, my town Brunswick, but it's between Savannah and Jacksonville, 
and we'd have we have hurricanes every year growing up there and still uh and we don't really get hit by hurricanes that often there because it's it's curved inward uh, i'm not perfect on this uh i mean this report was also many years ago but for some reason our town never really gets hit with with uh with hurricanes they either go like south of us or way out east usually um into the ocean or they just miss because we're like kind of dipped and it could be to a degree because hurricanes don't really like land, right? They like they like hot water to fuel. That's how they fuel. So so if they hit Florida or like above us, South Carolina, North Carolina, they they lose their steam. So uh, where where I'm from, between Savannah and Jacksonville, is kind of tucked in. Um, so we, we the unless it, uh, I guess it could come across if a hurricane came across from the Gulf, right? It's warm waters there, and then it hits like Panama City or so, and then goes east. Uh, I guess in my hometown is like in that path, but the thing about that is usually by that, by usually by that time, it's like at least weakened somewhat coming across the state of Florida. And what would that be like? Part of Alabama, I guess, and also the other, the western, southern part of Georgia. So by the time that hits, or or it's, it's usually or or would hit my town by that point, it's usually uh, a much weaker hurricane than it would would have been otherwise. So. Anyway, in college, I took uh, atmospheric hazards and gave a report on hurricanes, and I did that because I grew up, you know, we'd have to evacuate from time to time, just because you still have to evacuate, because one, it becomes mandatory sometimes, or also it's just scary, or for precautions, or it's just part of part of living in the southeast, down there, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, on the coast, Alabama, I would guess Louisiana, any of those places where a hurricane ends up maybe going, like, just evacuating is part of, of, part of life there, I guess. Just like if you live in the Midwest, like tornadoes are probably a thing, right? Like uh, uh, understanding basements and tornado drills and where I'm not, where I grew up, there aren't that many tornadoes, only except when there are hurricanes. But by that point, you're already prepared for the hurricane. So that's, it's all like in the same kind of thing, right? Like, but like if you're in like Oklahoma, right? Tornado Alley, I guess that's where it is, or Kansas or any of those uh, flatter states in the middle, I guess tornadoes is a thing you have to regularly prepare for, you know? So... Anyway, I gave a report on hurricanes in atmospheric hazards, and I think maybe a job that I would do, I even thought about it a little bit in, in college, and even uh, maybe, you know, until I, and before I found comedy, I always wanted to be one of those extreme weather people, uh, which I guess is really just a weather person, <laughs> but I thought it was like the job to just go to extreme, oh, I, I guess you could be like a tornado chaser or something, right? But like, I guess because growing up, I'd see the weather people. And they'd be in the ocean, like in waders, or like you know, up to like their knees, like we're out here, the hurricane's coming, here we. Like I thought, I thought that was just the job of that person, which I didn't realize. And maybe I guess there's special weather people that do those kind of things, or or who gets assigned to it. But I thought that just was the job was just extreme situations when probably it's just being a weather person, like in the studio most of the time, from time to time going out and reporting, right? But like I was gonna be an extreme weatherman reporter. That would be a job, I, and even to this day, I find it quite fascinating. I, I love I, I love those tornado chaser shows. What was that tornado that tornado movie that was really big? Was it Tornado? What was it called? It's a famous Twister. Twister. That was it. That's a great movie. I also love any of those. I also love any movie that's like end of the earth, uh, like uh, you know, like a big wave that like takes out a city or like apocalyptic type whatever. And I'm gonna say that's uh, maybe a little weather related because even even. You ever just like sit on a front porch or in New York, you look out a window and like if you can see, if you're ever in a place, especially even on the beach is a great place for it. If you're ever in a place and you see a storm front come over, it's it feels ap- apocalyptic. It feels like you can go from, you can be on the beach, you pick any beach. 
You'd be on the beach, you're having a great day, and it's completely clear. There's not a cloud in the sky. Then all of a sudden, within 10 minutes, you just look, and, and this black wall, I mean, I guess it's called a wall, right? Or a, a wall, fr- a front wall, or not an eye wall. That's a you know, that's an inside of a hurricane, I guess. That'd be the opposite. You go from dark to, oh, I guess it depends on which side you entered. But uh, you just see, you're at the beach, you see this just wall come across of of blackness and it's like dark clouds maybe there's lightning associated with it maybe maybe tornadoes maybe funnel clouds or um or water spouts if it's going over like oceans or lakes or you know somewhere to pick up water like it's it feels apocalyptic but it's exciting too you know what i think is exciting about it is that it makes everybody come together to a degree at that point everything is out the window apocalyptic things like like even like a fire alarm going off in a building like all the bullshit goes out the window. The the homophobia, the racism, the ageism, uh, uh, the class, like rich, poor. When everybody's evacuating from a thing or like a front of, a, if you're at the beach and everybody has to leave the beach, it's like, it's just like, we're all going. And like, you might see other people like help someone else carry a cooler, an umbrella, a, a family that has too much stuff. It's just like, we're all human now. All that shit is gone. We're human. We got to get off this beach before this storm comes, before the lightning comes or before you know, whatever. So I think I, maybe that's why I like apocalyptic things is because there's so much bullshit going on in our heads and our minds and our in our worlds every day that when, when those things happen, it just puts all that aside. There's no time There's no time for the worry. It's like because it's a do or die situation maybe or and maybe you'd be okay if you stayed there probably, but it just feels like in that moment, it's like, you, you know, we've all been there. We've all been in moments like that, whether it's um, a fire, a fire drill or a real fire or um, you're on a boat somewhere and a storm comes in at the beach when a storm comes, even just looking out in a city or, or even I- anywhere you're at, you're just sitting there in a storm, a big, we've all been, if you're past five years old, you've been, you've been in a big storm or you've been through a big storm. You've been in a house where a big storm has come. So I like that it brings people together because it, it's like, we're all, okay, now it's in survival mode. It's a, it's a do or die mode and here we go. So I like weather. Uh, that was a very, very long-winded way of saying uh, I, you know what I'm trying to do too? I'm trying not to, I have a lot of topics here, but I'm trying to not worry about getting to them. Uh, I think this is actually kind of fascinating and I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm just churning this out. I'm not worried about hitting all my topics this week. That's something new for this podcast. I'm usually trying to hit them all. I'm just trying to like, Hey, I, I kind of went on this tangent and, uh, it's kind of interesting to me. So maybe I'll keep going on this tangent. Whether, whether being a weather person is a job that I would probably have, uh, if I weren't doing stand up comedy, cause I do find weather very fascinating uh, it's also kind of like predicting predicting the future, right? Like if you're a weather person, you kind of have to pre- predict the future, which is which is crazy. Um, so I, I think that's cool. I think it's I like that uh, extreme. I like extreme weather, right? Extreme weather that brings people together, and uh, and I would love to be an extreme weatherman. Uh, that's probably the job I would have if I were not a stand-up comedian. Another job that I would have, maybe I would. I think about this. Uh, my major in college was political science, or or where I went, they called it government. Same thing. Um, the, the the degree is a political science degree, and I I don't like politics at all. I actually think it's so boring, and it's like paperwork and meetings and like. But I did it because I like I, I studied politics because I like people. I love people. I love talking to people. Uh, I love meeting new people. I, I think everybody has interesting things to share and. And I was, I think maybe I'd go into politics because, and I also want to make some good changes. You know, I want to be able to uh, do good things for the environment and people. And, uh, but I guess everybody's, that's what politics is, right? Everybody's got a different way of approaching it, right? And what is right, what is wrong. 
ideally, I guess that's politics, but really it's just become this crazy, you know, money power hungry situation where it has nothing to do with the people. You know, uh, there's things where like, I, I think of somebody like Chris Christie in New Jersey who, you know, there was a hot, whatever the holiday was a couple back where like they closed the beach in New Jersey, but then he, just he and his family went and he was like, if, cause he was already, he already knew he was like getting out of office cause he was hated so much. But he was like, hey, if you if you run, you could take your family to the beach, too. But it was like, they closed the beach for everybody else. It's like, dude, what a piece of shit. Also, when Chris Christie did that thing, oh, man, I wouldn't even t- plan on talking about this guy. Uh, and maybe he's had done some good things, but I just have a very negative impression of him overall. Then he closed the bridge, right? I believe that was him. I think that was him that closed the uh, the George Washington Bridge in New York City or do over something. Because, dude, politics has become a thing that's not has nothing to do with people. And... I would like to go into politics maybe in the future or if I weren't a comedian and do it for the people. And I think there are people in politics who do want to do it for the people. But there's a lot of – you just got to watch the news. A lot of people, they just don't give a shit. They're just in there for the money power. Even this thing with Trump, whether you're pro or against Trump or whatever, I got my own feelings on that. But but even with this impeachment stuff, it's just a part – it's very partisan-based. It's everyone's going – it's like that's – yeah, let's look at it whether it was wrong or right, and that's I'll leave that to other people or for you to think about or whatever. But 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 it's so partisan based. It has nothing to do with what's right and what's wrong and what's good or not for people. It's just about the politicians and keeping them in power. And so anyway, I I would like to be poli- I don't I don't like politics. I think it's a lot of it's garbage. I think a lot of it's even false. We don't even get the right information most of the time. Uh, the, there's media companies that pump out information. They're all owned by. Uh, by businesses that are lo- that are lobbying on behalf of other things that are tied to the senators and the representatives and the other people. And so it's like, I don't even think any of it's really real. It's just a big game, and we're all seeing just like, uh, we're just getting what we feed off on media. And then what media are you tuning into? A lot of people are subscribed to just a few media things, I, I think. You know, I don't, I just, I'll, I'll read CNN.com, I'll read uh, Fox News. I will read MSNBC, and then I'll sometimes read some stuff from the Washington Post or the New York Times. I just like to have, and I, I uh, and then I'll watch, you know, I'll see things on Facebook and uh, and a little bit of, like, Instagram videos and what people are posting and whatnot. So I, I gather from that, you know. I like to get a few sources of what's going on and, and what's happening and try and put that all together to then form the best opinion I can based off the information given. But... Uh, I, I, I think politics is just, it, it, it's not about the people, and, and uh, it should be about the people. So, also what I would do, uh, I don't like screens. You know, everything is on screens, and I feel like if I could be out there with people, like, doing things in the real world, I don't, I don't want to, I wouldn't have a job where I was doing screen stuff all the time, but the world is just, no matter what you got it, even if you're like a farmer, most of it's, I mean, I shouldn't say most of it, I don't farm, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's not, but it's not even... A lot of it's automated or computerized, right? A lot of farming is now computerized. The machine does most of it. You probably run it from a computer somewhere. Just everything screens. So I like a job that's not screens. Would you bring me to? I love extreme. Uh, I love extreme sports. I would do something in extreme sports uh, if I had the. If I grew up in a place where it was possible, I guess uh, depending on what sport depends on where you grow up, but. Um, like I'd be a professional surfer if I had it my way, but, uh, where, where we grew up, the waves, I grew up surfing like throughout high school, but where we grew up, the waves weren't, uh, really conducive to being a professional surfer, even though, uh, a lot of good floaters, uh, a lot of good surfers come out of Florida. Um, uh, there aren't that many. Um, and, and we were even a little farther from where the good waves were in my hometown. 
Uh, it's very, uh, they're just not a good waves. Um, that's something else you get into later maybe or a different podcast or whatever. But there aren't, there aren't that great of waves enough to really, really conducive to being a pro surfer. There's never been a pro surfer from my town as far as I'm aware. Um, which uh, also I love skateboarding growing up. And I love skateboarding today. I'm a 36-year-old grown man. I love skateboarding. I don't do it near as much as I used to growing up. But I highly endorse it, and I, I I talked about it in a previous one. I love skateboarding. So um, if I could, I'd be a professional surfer. If I had grown up maybe in uh, deeper south in Florida or maybe Outer Banks, North Carolina, or up here in New York, maybe out at Long Beach. There are a couple pro surfers that live in Long Beach, New York, and they even hold like some events there. They just, they just held like the, uh, the World Longboard Tour, just held an event there this past, uh, what was it, fall, summerish fall. And then they even had a, a stop on like the uh, CT Tour, which is the championship tour uh, in Long Beach for, like, the other tour, basically. There's a bunch of different surfing tours, right? There's a big wave tour. There is a longboard tour. There is a, a CT tour, which is the championship tour. There is a qualifying series, which is, like, uh, I'm not going to say minor league because all these people are incredible surfers, but the the maybe the league or the level right below the CT because there's only 30-something people that are on, on that uh, in, in the whole world. And you got to think, there's a lot of surfers in the world. People don't realize this, but, like, think about how many surfers there are. There's beaches. Every continent has beaches. Pick a state. You know, California, so much beach. You know, Florida, so much beach. Florida, you go pretty much all of Florida, except the top part, right? You go all the way down the East Coast, around, way down, what is that? That's the Keys, Florida Keys. And then back up the West Coast of Florida, you have the Gulf. And then and then even, and then even horizontals out and goes, like, below, like, the Panhandle area. So, like... You have so much beach just in Florida, and not to mention South Carolina, North. Just go up, just go up the coast, right? Uh, what is that? North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, what comes after that? Delaware. Boy, need to look at a map. Um, but then, and then we're starting to be into like New Jersey, New York, uh, up all the way, all the way to Maine, right? And all the way. Anyway, a lot of beaches all over the world. Tons of surfers, and there's only th- like thirty something on that on in the men's division at least. Uh, and there's even less in the women's, I, I believe, uh, just because. Um, there's less, uh, are there less professional women surfers in general? I don't know. Here's a good thing, though, about the World Surf League, I will say, though. I was not anticipating to do this rant at all. The World Surf League, was it last year? Uh, the CEO of the World Surf League, which is what all those tours live under that I just described, had, is uh, just went and they gave equal prize money or equal pay to men and women athletes, which is huge and uh, also insane. We don't do that in every other sport, but... Um, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, kudos to them. Is that the thing you say? Kudos or, or props to them or, uh, good, good on that. So, uh, I would be an extreme sports person if I had grown up in a place where it made sense. Like maybe I would, I would love to like ride dirt bikes or, um, motocross. Well, I guess it's the same thing, I guess. Or, or there's like ramps or like, I guess motocross maybe is more, uh, like racing, I guess. I, I don't know, but I love all the extreme sports. I love uh, bike riding, skateboarding, rollerblading. Um, I would somehow try and be a, a professional athlete in the extreme sports world, but it, I just I wasn't really in a place where it made sense, I guess, growing up, or it wasn't stressed. Maybe if I grew up more in California or something, it would, or like Lake Tahoe or something, I don't know. It's more there's more chances for it. I, I don't know. It just depends where you live. So I would be I, I would like that. Um, also here's the thing about being a professional skateboarder now, uh, you gotta be willing to like put your life on the line. Like if you look at like Instagram videos back in the day, you could like make some good clips maybe with your big VHS thing and then send it into a company and hopefully get sponsored. Today it's like, you gotta have an Instagram Rolodex that's like, 
you going like off a two-story building, like doing crazy moves because everybody else is. So that's like what you're competing against. So I couldn't even imagine trying to be a professional skateboarder in today's landscape, which honestly has to do with a lot of stuff. No matter what, no matter what field you're in, everything is so oversaturated, uh, not oversaturated. Everything is so, there's so much of everything, right? Like it, 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 anyway, I don't want to go too far down that road, but let's get into some other stuff here. Oh, um, I went to a couple of social gatherings this past uh, week, and I, here's what I've learned about social gatherings. Nobody, nobody's good at them, you, you know, like, uh, uh, and that's the secret to social gatherings. If you ever go to a social thing, um, you'll be somewhere with people. This, I heard this on multiple times this week on a couple social, like, networking um, type things I went to this week. People, everyone, you know, you're in a big group of setting people and everyone, you hear this all the time at a party, you know, people go, oh, I'm not good at these things. Oh, I don't feel comfortable in this. I don't feel, uh, you know, I'm just not good at these, these things or these. And, and, and here's the big secret is that nobody is good at those. Nobody's good at them. I don't really know anybody that is good. I've been going, I'm 36. I've been going to social outings, events, and my field, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of birthday parties. There's a lot of screenings for things. There's a lot of going away parties. There's a lot of people just doing uh, comedy festival parties. There's a million kind of outings, and everyone's like, I'm not good at this. Like, dude, no one's good at these. No one is. So that's something to just keep in mind when you go to these social things that nobody's really good at them. Uh, people are just doing their best in that situation. Don't feel bad about it. But you know what? Feel good about it that you went. Feel good that you went. And if you even talk to one person, um, even someone you know, that's you're catching up with them and you're learning what's going on with them, might learn something from them. And if you even talk to one new person, great, that's awesome. And if you happen to get to talk to five people, ten people, that's amazing. So um, feel uh, kudos to you. Kudos to you for going to the event. So let's say that. What else do we got here? Oh, w along with going out... I gotta say this, I, as I've gotten older, I really appreciate anybody going out to anything. You know, think about if you go to an event or a show or a dinner. Dude, just to go to dinner with somebody is a lot of work. To get there and look good and feel good, the amount of things you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta, like, maybe you gotta drink a coffee, then you gotta go to the bathroom, then you gotta shower, then you gotta brush your teeth, then you gotta find your clothes. Are they clean clothes? Are they wrinkled clothes? Now, you can't just leave your house, but to actually leave your house and feel good and be at a function, let's say 8 p.m., you got to be somewhere, a meeting, an event, uh, a thing at your church, uh, a thing at your work, whatever. You got to be there at 8 p.m. Just to get there and act, I mean, anybody can just leave their house and be disheveled and then you're maybe in a weird head place, cause you, but to be somewhere at 8 o'clock and feel good, feel good about yourself and feel, that's, it's so much effort. And, and I, it also translates. When you're out and you're with some people, you can feel the energy off people. It's like, it, take, it takes a lot of work to get ready to go out and do something. So I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate and really even look at people. I'm really noticing like, oh, they got that sweater on. Oh, they got a little piece of jewelry there. Like I didn't usually, I didn't used to notice that stuff when I was younger. I was just kind of going about it, whatever. And I'm not even saying you have to be fancy at all because I'm not fancy. I usually just wear jeans and a t-shirt pretty much everywhere I go. Um, or shorts and t-shirt if it's, if it's better weather, right? Back to weather. Um, but I really appreciate, I'm really starting to see like, oh, look at that. They like, oh, that person combed their hair. Oh, that person like, cause I, it's all, I, I don't know why as like, as I get older, I'm seeing that that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort to, to, to do those things, to, to feel good and look good out there. So I'm, I'm appreciating that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the lookout, but also if you come out disheveled, uh, dear Lord, I look disheveled most of the time I'm out there. So, uh, welcome to the club, the, the party with Lance club, disheveledness. Um, but 
still trying to improve. That's it. You know, disheveled, but still trying to improve. So also when you go to, when you go to social gatherings, they're hard because they're very, they're really tiring. uh, I've decided, you know what I mean? Like if you're just at your house, you're sitting on your couch, you might not, you might not have your shirt on. You might be uh, eating a bowl of soup. It's dribbling down your chin onto your, your old t-shirt. You don't care about, uh, you know, you're lounged out and you don't have to really try. You're just vegging out. But whenever you go to a social function, it's a lot of work, man. So getting ready to go and then being out, it's, it's as you get older, it's like I see why old people get older and they just want to stay home because it's exhausting. Just being out talking to people and then listening and responding. And then it's like because you're on, because you're at a thing, you're on. You can't, you got to hold a conversation, keep a conversation going, keep it. So it's like it's a lot. It's very tiring as you get older. So I'll just say, I, you know, I get it why when people get older, they just want to be home because it's tiring. But I do appreciate anybody going out, making the effort, and uh, doing that. So I hope to see more people out there. Oh, also at a party, um, I don't say goodbye to people. I, I just leave. The only, if you're in a thing with like 200 people, whatever, 50 people, like sometimes people, sometimes people will go around and say goodbye to everybody. Like, I got to make my rounds. I'm like, dude, I'm going to see these people later. Well, you hope, you know, I, I don't know, life life goes whatever but uh i'm going to see these people like i don't need to i don't need to say goodbye to them like like if if let's say i go to a party with you it's you and me uh whoever whoever you're listening uh what if there's a group listening i don't know or what if what if the group of us goes but let's just say you're listening to this podcast you and i go to a party together we go to a friend's party at their house apartment whatever 30 people there and, and we show up we each we know 5 10 people each whatever like I don't say uh, I interact with those people and I have a good time and I meet new people, but then I don't make rounds when it's time to go. I just bounce. Uh, but if you want to stay at the party, I will say bye to you because I feel like if I go to a party with a friend, it's like, that's us. We're at the event together. We went together. I will let you know that I left. Like, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to head out. Like, this was a good time. Uh, appreciate hanging out. I'll let you know. But I don't make rounds, um, you know, uh, because I anticipate to see people later. And it's like, uh, so, I mean, listen, I'm not, everybody's got their own way of doing it, but rounds to me, it's like, dude, nobody really cares. Everybody's just at the party doing their thing. It's like, I don't need to go by and say goodbye to 50 people and just to what, have a quick handshake, a quick hug. It's like, and, and also what, interrupt their conversation. There are people in little groups, right? They're, they're talking about people telling stories, people telling things, people are, and I'm just going to go around and say, Hey, excuse me real quick. Just want to say goodbye. Hey, excuse me real quick. Just want to say goodbye. And people, some people do that and that's their thing. And that's uh, all for them. But to me, I just like to bounce. I like to just disappear because that's exhausting to me. Because also, also I feel like, what if I don't say goodbye to everybody, right? If there's, if I know thirty people at an event, right? Let's say I'm at an event with two hundred people. I know thirty of them there. They're comedian colleagues, friend colleagues, birthday party, whatever. Uh, I go and say goodbye to ten of them, but I can't find uh, six of them because they're in the bathroom line, and some others are out back at a patio eating nachos, and some others are sitting in another side room on a couch. I, I don't know how to say goodbye to all those people, so I feel bad. And I'm like, well, oh, he didn't say bye to me, but he said bye to... So I, I just say bye to the, pe- per- the people or the person that I went to the party with. If, I, if we sh- go to a party together, I'll say bye to you, but I usually just bounce. Um, I guess I call that an... Is that an Irish goodbye? No, I, I don't know, because I do, I do say... Oh, oh, or the person's party who it is, right? If I'm at a party and it's someone's party, I'm invited to it, then I'll say bye to them, right? Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it, because I, I really do appreciate being invited to anything, Guy, anytime someone thanks me at anything, I, like I said in a previous podcast, I'm blown away because everybody's so busy. I can't believe someone thought to include me, and that's awesome. So I will say bye to that person, and then I will say bye to the person I attended the event with, and then I will bounce. Uh, so that's my move at those at those events. I want to say this too: a positive thing, I guess, is um, 
Nothing is as big a deal as we think it is. Never is. Um, Nothing. Positive things, negative things, neither of them are ever as big a deal as we think they are or they're going to be. Uh, And and that's highlighted by once they come and go, it's like we're not worried about it anymore because we're on to the next. We're on to the next thing. So if you're really worried about something, if you're amped up about something, um, you know, you just do your best and it will be gone and then you'll move forward, you know? And, and, and same with like even winning, say you win an award, I don't know, award at your work or like, let's say in my field, maybe you wrote a short film and you get some award. Enjoy the award. It feels good. It's nice. But like, even that award is not that big a deal. The world moves forward the next day, you know? And, and we've all felt that. We got something, we attained it and we were like, oh, okay, that was cool. But now what's next? So, and enjoy it. Do enjoy that time. Do enjoy it. But, uh, um, oh, also, when I when I give advice on this thing, uh, who was I talking to with on the phone the other day? Was it my friend? Oh man, you know they were just saying a lot of times. It might be my friend, my friend Matt. Uh, it was my friend Matt. Yeah, people, you, you just when it, when I'm spitting advice, I'm just saying it to myself, really, right? Uh, he he was saying that like that's he thinks what a lot of people are doing when they give advice is like they just want a sounding board uh, and someone else to agree or tell them it's okay. And I, I, I'm doing the same thing. So, uh, you know, whatever you need is uh, uh, go do your thing. But I'm just saying. Um, maybe I'm speaking to myself, you know, nothing is that big a deal. When I get worried, when I get upset about something, it's really not a big deal. It comes and goes, the next day it comes up, and, and then I'm on, and then I'm forward, right? So, uh, but enjoy the good things, uh, you know, for sure, but don't get too bogged down and thinking that this is, this, this thing is the end of the world. Oh, that's ruined, it ruined everything, and blah, 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 because it, because it didn't, it didn't. We all think, how many things have happened in your life where you thought it was ruined or over, and then it, it actually was like uh, it wasn't it didn't even affect it. Or if it was over, then you find out a month later or years later that like oh that happened for that reason, and now I'm over here. Like it turned out to be a great thing. So um, yeah uh, yeah. So that's all I got on that. Also speaking of that, I'm just say um, you know I, I got a little down this week just to due to some personal stuff, uh, life stuff, work stuff, personal stuff. And we're none of us are immune to it, you know. No, no matter how good things are going for you, because I was I was feeling pretty good for a while, and uh, I just got I, I just had a little bit of a downer, uh, you know, uh, time frame, I guess. Like, no matter who you are and how good you feel, you're gonna hit a rough patch. We all hit patch like ah, like a couple bad things happen or we, that we deem bad, and now we're in a funk, you know. Um, so to me, how do I get out of them? I guess. Uh, I think the best thing to do when you get in a down place is to just put a full stop on it. Uh, I've talked about this before with with some friends. The move is to like, you can keep going in this terrible place where you're like, you're in a bad mood and you feel terrible and you just keep creating like situations that are less than ideal. Just put a full stop on it. Uh, I think after you have two or three where it's like, man, fuck, 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 fuck. That's, you know, you're down this rabbit hole of things not going your way. It's like, you got to put a full stop on it. At least that's something I've learned to do. Um, but I'm so, uh, ignorant to do it right. Or, or uh, hesitant to do it. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's just time wasted. And there's like, and I got to get this done and that done. It's like, but eventually you get hit so many times. You're like, I got to put a full stop. And the full stop is where you just go, fuck it. I'm going outside. I'm going to do something fun for me. I'm going to a movie. I'm going, I, I personally like sports. I'm going to go fly a kite. I'm going to go skateboard. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go play video games. Like tell them to, like a full stop, just shut it down. So uh, I advocate for the full stop. So when you're feeling down, and no one is immune to it, man. Any of us, we're feeling good, things are going our way, and boom, we get hit with something. That's just the nature. That's the nature of it. Sometimes. So when you're feeling that, put the full stop on. Let's put that as a uh, some more unsolicited advice from Lance Weiss on the Party with Lance podcast. The full stop. Let's just say that. 
Also, let's take let's spin this a little more positive too. Is that um, a, a lot of things are happening to you that you don't realize, right? The future things are coming to you in the future that you're not you're not aware of because it's the future. They're not haven't happened yet, right? But like you got this little problem you're struggling with, a personal problem, a work problem, a relationship problem, whatever, right? A, a time management problem, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of us got time management problems. I feel like that's just the world we're in, right? I've talked about that. But you got this problem, and, and you're all worried about it, and it's like, it, that's not everything, though. It can feel like it's everything, but the world is actually coming at us with a lot of more great stuff. Just by being alive, it's providing for us. The sun, the weather, uh, a nice day, a nice breeze, a, a phone call from a friend, a random message, a nice moment with a stranger. So, and, and there's a lot of things coming toward us. Like, you might be getting a job promotion in a month that you don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like... You feel like you didn't do good on this or this or this, but you actually did well as a whole the past year, and now you're getting a promotion uh, or uh, a romantic love interest that you've been sad, you've been down, but but it's it's actually like two weeks away. You just don't know it yet. You're in the funk. So um, the positiveness is the the world's got your back. Uh, whatever you want to call it, God, energy, light, spirit, universe. You, you pick and pick and choose which one is for you. Maybe you don't believe in any of those things. Which if you don't believe. There's some kind of energy going on. Uh, you know, there's energy to everything, the world. There's energy to this podcast. Do you hit and play? Do you listen to it? What you're getting out of it, or, or if you are or aren't, whatever, how long you listen, there's energy. So um, there's energy in the world, the universe. So there's more coming at you and more positive coming at you just by the sheer fact of being awake, being alive. More positive stuff is coming to you than you realize. So um, hang in there and uh, put the full stop on. Put the full stop, take a break, do something fun, and you're going to get some more good stuff. Uh, we all do, just by being alive. But we don't recognize it. That's our problem. We get too bogged down in our, our dumb little tiny problems, which I like to try and zoom out when I have a problem. I try and, I try and take my – when I can remember, when I'm not in my own head, right? I try and zoom out and just look at it from, like, a satellite. Like, if, if I were sitting in a satellite looking at this one person, like me, like, upset about whatever this thing is, right? Something didn't go my way or whatever. And be like, oh, it's just one dude down there. Nothing's really, uh, it's not that big a deal. So uh, I try and take the satellite approach, uh, if I can remember that is. So, and there's more, you know, that guy, this guy, me, who might have a problem, uh, a month from now, things are going great. You know, so uh, a couple great things have come my way. Now things are in a vastly different situation than they were a month ago or, or whatnot. So uh, take the satellite approach. That's another attempt. I'm very fascinated by this whole thing of how do we get out of bad situations because they happen to all of us. I just think bad things, the world is beautiful, it's amazing, but bad things do happen to all of us. Tough situations happen. Things at home, things at work, things that, you know, uh, things we want don't come our way, health problems, uh, uh, you know, addiction problems. Well, all the things we got, you were human. We're all human, and that's that's the that's the real truth of it. That we that here's what's crazy. That's what these things will try and have us ignore, like job employers or or even like uh back to social gatherings, like serious surface talk. Like uh, we're all if I, I like I like things that bring us back to all human. I like like I was saying about those storms. I like things that like uh, apocalyptic things because it brings us all back to the human level. Same thing with comedy. I love stand-up comedy because it, it breaks it down to a human thing. Same thing with live concerts. You ever be at a live concert? Uh, I don't go to that many, but I've been to a few. Uh, and when you go to them, you just everyone's in unison. And maybe that's a, a church, uh, a church for you, an event where it's like, man, we're all on the same page. Now, uh, church, depending on what kind of church that is and uh, what they're. Uh, the the point is when there's a lot of different people. Of vastly, uh, oh, I guess even any time you have a big group of people, you're gonna have 
even if you've got a pretty homogenous group, let's say it's one social uh, uh, class and one race, even within that, you, you probably have age groups. You probably have five-year-olds to 90-year-olds. If you got, if you got let's say, 15,000 people, you're going to have five-year-olds, to, to, unless it's a big conference, I guess. But even then, you're going to have people from 20 to 60 or whatever. I don't know. So even that's nice. And it's even better when it goes even farther, different religions, different everything. That's when, to me, it's like, I like events that bring, that really bring all, all the horse shit of, uh, of, of, uh, you know, I, I just want to highlight that everybody has problems, uh, as we know, and, uh, it's not, and, and that's what makes it human for us, and it's really not that bad, we all, good things are coming all our ways, and, and, uh, so, uh, put the full stop on things, don't, don't get too caught up in it, and realize that good things are coming your ways, uh, so those, those are some long-winded ways there. So that's it for this week. So, uh, all right, a little different. I, I didn't try and hit too many topics. I had a lot here, and uh, we hit a few. But I guess we ended up we ended up going uh, to a few different places on this. So I appreciate everybody joining me on this journey. Again, if you like it, please rate and review it on iTunes. And I'm on all the social media stuff at Party with Lance. And come out to a show. Let's hang out. Let's uh, you know maybe I'll be a politician. <laughs> I don't know. Just say hello. And, uh, you know, we'll get through that conversation together, good or bad. We'll uh, learn about each other because I'll say some information, you'll say some information. We'll listen a little bit, we'll hear a little bit. And we will both hopefully be better for it and, um, and uh, go about our day better to the world. So that's it. Thanks, everybody, so much. And I will see you guys next week. Uh, goodbye.